Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Leonard Skinner's Simple Man, all things Simple Man mean means on this program all things Bill O'Reilly, who claims to be a simple man. We, we take a little bit of issue with that. He can be a little complicated at times. Uh, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Uh, his book, uh, Landing Again at Number One, Killing the Killers, uh, in his Killing series. He's now working on Killing Hannity, uh, which liberals will probably enjoy more than anything. You might have a whole new audience buying your books how are you sir i'm good uh killer is number four this week number four after 12 weeks in the marketplace honey thank you very much for your help couldn't have done it without you no well i didn't do the writing and and obviously they're very popular let me play a couple of things for you because i want to talk to you uh, you you went to catholic schools for 12 years i went to catholic schools for 12 years uh we're both christians we both believe and we need salvation uh, we both believe that we should be good stewards of the planet Earth. We both want clean air and clean water, not only for ourselves, but for our, as you as you say, for your urchins, for our kids and our grandkids. And this is what where we are. I want to play Pete Buttigieg. Then I want to play John Kerry, and I want to ask you why it is that the left is willing to beg. You know, the worst countries, the most hostile regimes with the most hostile actors, why it's okay to import energy from them but not produce it domestically, and why do they want Americans to suffer pain? I say that because that's what Pete Buttigieg said. Listen. 
the higher the gas, the price of gas, then the, the faster you reach that parity. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price, price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. That's why we're hoping you and your colleagues might reconsider opposing the reduction of EV upfront prices with tax credits. So, so you, you're saying the more pain we have, the more benefit we're going to get. Of course. Now, I think no. that's what I heard you say. Now, you said the more pain that we <laughs> no, have. That's, that's what you heard no, me say. That's what I heard you say. I know you want me to say it have. so bad. He did say it. The more pain at the pump, the more benefit. He said it. And this is John Kerry, who himself has a, a big private jet. And we went over the the amount of flying that plane does and the carbon emissions are massive, which, by the way, I don't care that he has a plane. Good for him. Uh, but the fact is that he's lecturing us about, you know, having to buy electric vehicles and pay high gas prices. That's the problem. Listen. The challenge for all of us now is that no one country can solve this problem by itself. We all have to be able to reduce the emissions. We have to accelerate the transition. We're behind. We're not yet fulfilling the promises that we made in Glasgow. So we have our work cut out for us. And by the way, I'll add one thing, and that is Donald Trump, for the first time in 75 years, achieved energy independence, and he did it while simultaneously reducing carbon emissions uh, and our carbon footprint more than any other country in the industrialized world. Mr. O'Reilly, those are words they're saying they want more pain. They want us to pay more. They want to accelerate what they call this transition. Now, can you tell me how the folks are going to react to this in November? Well, it's not going to be a top priority as far as uh, independent and Republican voters are concerned. You know, the progressive left, global warming is everything to them. Um, and so they react uh, in a way you would expect. But let me give you a simple man view, Hannity, and I'd like your opinion on what I'm about to tell you. I love how you just so, flipped this. They're okay with the... So the poor, the middle class, people on fixed okay income, the elderly like are disproportionately suffering because good. they want pain it's called greater good so the progressive left says um yeah it's greater good if we defund the police and dismantle it uh law enforcement because we think it's racist so it's greater good yeah there may be thousands and thousands of minority people dead because of that but greater good is we have to get rid of this racist police in america so greater good in global warming is, yeah, you're going to have to pay a lot more and uh, maybe uh, go into insolvency if you're a working person. But down the road, your grandchildren will thank you because they'll be in a cleaner planet. But let me give you a solution to the problem. And it is not complicated. So nuclear energy is clean and it doesn't pollute. And in France, a secular left country, 70% of all energy needs are provided by nukes. By the way, I need to correct the record. It's 78%. Thank you, Hannity. I mean, you are on it, man. 78%. (laughs) And Macron says they're going to build six more nuclear plants. Okay. So why don't we do that here in America? No one can answer. No one knows. All right. I guess they're afraid of Three Mile Island happening again. But with our technological advances on these things, come on. Number one. Number two, electric cars are good. But folks 
firefighters, teachers can't afford them. So the auto industry can make a profit with electric cars. You give tax credits to Americans who buy them, encouraging that. But you don't go in, as Buttigieg clearly stated, and keep artificially high energy costs that people need to live day to day. That's insane. Bill, I showed a graph on my TV show last night, and we only get 12% of energy uh, in this country from what they call renewable energy, solar, wind, etc. It doesn't work. It doesn't. By by the way, thank you. It doesn't work. And by the way, the sun doesn't always shine. You can't preserve the energy in the meantime. There's no way of, of storing that energy. And the wind doesn't always blow. Now, your brilliant transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, was on CNBC today, and he was asked a question. You know, what what is the transition to green energy look like? I want you to listen to this answer and give me a simple man analysis. It seems like a real quandary at this point to try to do these, to near term try to do these things when near term we need power, we need energy. So how do you declare, well, I will say, how do you declare a climate crisis in the middle of an actual weather crisis? Well, look, uh, obviously those those two things are closely related. I mean, it's uh, more than 100 degrees in London today, or at least it was yesterday. Uh, we've seen things happen in the Pacific Northwest in the U.S. that are supposed to be basically all but statistically impossible, and they're happening more and more often. But this is what a transition looks like, right? This is exactly the challenge that we're living through. You can't flip a switch. You can't do it overnight. So now put that together with what he said yesterday, the more pain we experience, the more benefit there is. So it means that they don't have the answer, but yet in the meantime, they're just willing to end domestic energy independence. Now, here's my question, Bill O'Reilly, and if you can answer this, you get you're going to get five gold stars today. How is it that the left and Joe Biden, it's okay for him to go hand and foot and, and beg and kiss the ring and kiss the ass of, of Saudi Arabia and the crown prince that he called the murderer and the pariah nation of Saudi Arabia that he called it? Why is it okay to send emissaries to, to uh, Venezuela? Why is it okay that he imported a million barrels of oil from Iran last year and 684 million barrels of oil from Russia and he's begging OPEC to increase output? when we have all the energy resources we could ever want, need, or use right here in America, domestically. Why is that better for Mother Earth? Well, you left one out. Okay. Why did he send uh, U.S. reserve oil? Remember, he opened to China. the oil reserves to China. Yeah. So the answer to that is very simple. There is no coordinated strategy to do anything coming out of the Biden administration. They cannot problem solve. They caused the problems because everybody knows that under Trump, we didn't have this uh, horrible inflation. We didn't have to go to Saudi Arabia to ask them to drill. We didn't have to send oil to China. We would have never done that. So the Biden administration creates problems. The border, violent crime spike, um, energy uh, chaos, and then they can't solve them. So Buttigieg runs around, and, you know, if we had a really astute press, which we'll never have again, um, the first question would have been, you're presiding over the collapse of the airline industry 
Mr. Secretary, what are you going to do? You haven't done one thing so far, and tens of millions of Americans have been abused. What are you going to do? He says, he's not going to do anything, because he doesn't know what to do. And he doesn't know what to do on the electrical grid, which is very important in the United States. That's being ignored. And he doesn't know what to do with alternative energy because the technology is not there yet. You don't dump fossil fuels that fuel your economy to an unproven theoretical energy system. Who does that? The stupidity, and I use that word on BillOReilly.com and my message of the day, and it was tied into Victor Davis. You should make it the word of the day, stupidity, because it runs rampant, but go ahead. So Victor Davis Hanson, who you like and has had on your show, he wrote a comment about the death of wisdom in America, and it's true. But the opposite of wisdom is stupidity, and that's what we're seeing from the Biden administration. All right, quick break. More with Simple Man, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Then your calls, 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, more with uh, Simple Man, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Uh, as we continue our discussion about the climate and the new Green Deal radical socialism and, of course, the high price of gas and record inflation, electric vehicles, EVs as they call them, don't improve the environment. Now, number one, they cost more, about $20,000 more per vehicle than, than a gas-powered vehicle. And if you look at the recent study that came out, a new Hummer electric vehicle produces more carbon emissions than a gas-powered Chevy Malibu. Uh, The battery of an electric vehicle is comprised of nickel, cobalt, aluminum, uh, manganese, all of which need to be mined from the earth with heavy equipment that uses diesel fuel. Eighty percent of power to recharge these vehicles comes from oil, gas, and coal. And because of the extreme cost to build, operate, along with the very small energy output of wind, solar, and other forms of, quote, renewables, that's only 12% of our power grid. So for the foreseeable future, Bill O'Reilly, and that would be the next 10 to 20 years, this transition to renewables is impossible. They are right. they, So they're going to make us suffer for, what, 10 to 20 years, probably longer, as they make this transition that they keep saying they need to expedite into into technology that really is not up to speed and doesn't exist for the power needs that we currently have. Okay, but that's not going to happen because the progressive movement is dead. Not so dead. It's a not, lot. It's ru- it's running government right now, Bill. They're yeah, not but, dead. But, but that's that's three months away from being obliterated. Look, Biden is not going to run again. It's impossible for him to run again. You don't have Gavin Newsom lurking around a White House measuring the couches. If Biden's going to run again, okay, he's not. I don't think he's going to make his term out. I think he'll resign for health reasons. And people go, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris. Nobody's going to elect Kamala Harris to anything. She'll sit there. Once Republicans get back that two houses in Congress, it's over for the progressive movement in this country. And locally, if there's well, well you say that, but but you see what Joe Biden's doing today. He's he's ruling by executive fiat by the stroke of a pen and bypassing the legislative branch of government. But if you look at the executive orders, they don't mean anything. It's their theoretical orders. Well, we're going to help this. We're going to encourage that. And he's not doing anything other than 
trying to blind people by the light to his incompetence. That's all this is about. It's not about anything concrete. So what I tell people is that history goes in cycles. I'm the history guy, Hannity. I'm the history man. <laughs> it goes in cycles. By the way, this, this is quintessential O'Reilly. I, I, I am the history guy. I, I am the I'm guy the standing guy. up for all the folks, all the folks, not half the folks, all the folks. They, everybody knows that. The most <laughs> successful historical author in, in history. But I'll wrap it up because I know you're up against the clock. It's over for Biden. And the progressive movement is going to get tremendous. But it doesn't matter who replaces them, Bill, because the policies of this new Green Deal socialist party, this climate alarmist cult party, it it doesn't matter who's in that office. The same policies will be used. Last 20 seconds. I don't don't agree. Look, if Trump theoretically is reelected, he's throwing all of that stuff out. If DeSantis is is elected, he'll throw it all out, Hannity. It'll yeah, all Yeah, that's go. why these elections matter. Agreed. You bet. All right, you simple bet. man Bill O'Reilly. How's the Killing Hannity series, part of your series coming? You know, I'm researching you, Hannity, and it's frightening. The whole thing's frightening. <laughs> People, I'm not disagreeing. Do. I think it's frightening, too. I can't yeah. wait till you hear about the stories, the things I did when I was eight years old. Anyway. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly, simple man at BillOReilly.com. Sir, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate it, John. We'll continue. Exposing left-wing media bias. No stone left unturned. The Sean Hannity Show is back on the air. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, All right, let's hit the phones. California, Chris is joining us. Chris, would you want your governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, to run for president and maybe be president of the United States? You've lived with him. You've watched him. He's a class A hypocrite. Uh, he's done a disastrous job out in your state. I don't know why people are pushing him for president, but he was in there measuring the drapes last week. What do you think? <laughs> hey, Sean, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thank uh, you. Ab- absolutely not. Absolutely not. I want that guy nowhere near my house. I want that guy nowhere near anywhere anywhere where he's setting policies. At. That's just a terrible idea. Um, Agreed. All right, what else is on your mind today? So I just had a question because I've been hearing a lot of, uh, like, you know, uh, people saying that they don't want Trump to announce yet. They want Trump to announce that, you know, that it's going to give the Democrats, um, it's going to give the Democrats a, you know, a reason to to campaign on and it'll get the enthusiasm. But then you see, like, in Maryland, what happened where where his endorsement, like, you know, pushed, you know, pushed his candidates over and he's just winning in all these other states. It's like, I don't know if that's like a fake narrative, if they're just afraid to have Trump announced so that so that, that he so that there won't be more enthusiasm or you do. What do you think? Do you think that he should not announce or do you think he should wait till after the midterms or, or what? Uh, I'm a well, first of all, there are financial reasons and and uh, election laws that I think would make it a bad a bad business decision in terms of announcing. Then he then he's held to a whole different standard 
as it relates to fundraising, et cetera, and, and the way he can spend his money. Um, so I think for that reason alone, I think you wait as long as possible. Uh, and the other thing is, is does Donald Trump want to make the 2022 midterm election a referendum on him? There's an upside, there's a downside. Um, I, I, I think he stands as a strong presence regardless. I don't think it matters, but if he was asking my advice, I'd tell him to wait. And I probably would tell him to wait till next year when when other there will be other people, I think, in the Republican side that will announce. I don't know who they are. I had to guess Nikki Haley would be one. Chris Christie would be one. Larry Hogan would be one. Uh, Mike Pompeo, there's a possibility he might want to run for president. I think uh, Mike's a great guy. Um, I think Ron DeSantis, possibly. I'm not buying the hype. I, I think the media wants a DeSantis Newsome showdown because they think that that would be the most interesting to them. Um, I think the media also is in love with and intoxicated with and addicted to hating all things Donald Trump. And and they think it would be a slam dunk to run against Donald Trump in 2024. Uh, they may be, uh, they better be careful what they wish for. Um, Donald Trump is a force of nature. He takes up more space and more people's heads than any one single human being that I know. And um, I, I think Trump would be uh, formidable and and probably an odds on favorite if it was a rematch against Joe or any Democrat that we can think of that's being mentioned, Buddha Judge or or Kamala Harris or Amy Klobuchar or anybody else that we've heard from. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I think I think Ron DeSantis, who's done a phenomenal job and deserves reelection in Florida. I think the people of Florida wouldn't want to lose him as their governor, interestingly. Number two, he's very young. Um, I do think he is the natural heir apparent that I see to Donald Trump and the MAGA movement. Um, and I think, you know, it's gonna, it would be hard for him to come off a reelection in November and then starting to put together a, a presidential election campaign literally three, three months later, because that's what it would take. So I'm not sure I'm buying the hype that Ron DeSantis is running. Um, but I think. Uh, there's certainly people that are courting him. Um, there's no doubt about it. And I think he's done a great job as governor. And I think I, I would not be surprised in my lifetime if Ron DeSantis is president. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Sean. I think I think Ron is like it's a one two. Trump is the top. Whatever he decides is, is going to be the he's going to be the nominee. And then DeSantis is right there. Close number two. Um, but that's going to be exciting. When, I'll tell you, uh, we got a, we got a deep bench, though. I mean, think about it. We got a lot of great people out there. I, I know people love Senator Tim Scott, and I've heard his name bantered about one day running for president or maybe being a vice presidential contender. I could see that happening in a heartbeat. Um, Christy Nome, same thing. We, we we got Greg Abbott. We've got a we've got amazing cast of of conservative. Uh, Glenn Youngkin apparently is thinking about it. He seems you know. I think he ran a phenomenal campaign in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, we, we got a deep bench. Thanks, Chris. Uh, appreciate you being out there, buddy. Thank you. All right. Ken is in Massachusetts. Ken, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. How are you? Hi, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. I've been with you since the old Hannity and Combs days. So well, thank you, my friend. Time. What are you up to? What's going on in Taxachusetts? Oh, God. Don't, I don't want to stop there. But I'm an Uber driver. And I have been forced, and I have to lease a car from Hertz through Uber because my car died. So in order to drive for Uber, 
Uber set up the uh, rental at Hertz. Before uh, the 4th of July, I went on vacation. I turned in my gas-powered car, and I said I'll need it back when I come back after the 4th. I came back after the 4th. Hertz is no longer renting gas-powered vehicles so you can drive for Uber. It is an EV, either a Tesla or something else. So you now have, I would imagine, renting a car, not even leasing a car. If you were leasing a car, I'm sure it would be a lot cheaper, but renting a right. car has got to be prohibitively expensive. expensive. How much are you renting that car a week for? 330 a week. 330 bucks a week? Right. So I've that's been not driving. That, wait a minute, that's not that bad. No, I drive on average six to ten hours a day. Now, with this car, Now, does that include unlimited miles, too? Oh, unlimited miles, full insurance coverage, you name it. That's the only really? thing about it, yeah. That's not a bad deal. Now, let me ask you, and I'm not trying to be personal, and no, you don't have no, to answer. Because no, I, I think it's funny. Anytime I've taken an Uber in my life, and people say, Hannity, you don't Uber. I'm like, yeah, I've Ubered plenty of times. Um, so when I get in an Uber you know, I'm always talking to the driver. I always like to ask questions mm -hmm. and, you know, find out more about their life, how they like their job. I ask everything, right? So how do you like your job? How do most people treat you? Um, have you had any situation that you felt was getting dangerous? You know, how do you like doing it? Yeah. And how I, much do you, and if you don't, if you can talk about it, about oh. how much you're profiting a week? I have to make enough to pay the the uh, pay for the rental, so I make probably anywhere between four and six hundred dollars over that. So the total would be about eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks a week. Yeah, that I make, but I have to give three hundred and thirty of that to Hertz, and then the rest of the rest of it is mine. But this, someone, uh, I love my job. I meet great people. I wouldn't mind Ubering you. I was a former teacher, so of course when we start talking, the teacher in me comes out, and I give them history lessons in Boston, a history lessons in Quincy, point out all sorts of interesting things. I've met people from all over the world, really, really nice people. I enjoy it. I've only had one bad incident, but no more, you know. Um, but the thing is, somebody has to pull the curtain back and expose the electric vehicles for what they are. The It's all smoke and mirrors. I have the car that I have. It takes nine and a half hours to charge it. And if I'm driving in the morning, I go out at 4 a.m., 4 to 7, I go to a charging station, charge it, drive my daughter to work, then I Uber. I'm sitting at a charging station now throwing a charge into it so I can continue driving. And then at night, I go back from 6 to 9 and charge. The problem is, you know, Biden says there are charging stations. You have to look for them. Some charging stations are charging 37 cents a minute to charge. And how many minutes do you need to charge that thing? Well, you'd to, uh, come, if I did a full nine-hour charge I the, if, at the charging station that charges 37 cents, that would be over $210 to charge it. So I'm at a free one right now. They're free for now, but I'm sure at some point they'll raise the rate. But this is nothing but smoke and mirrors. Well, it's easy. it's not like you're making a ton of money. I mean, uh, in my head, I'm doing the math. You're making what about forty one thousand dollars a year profit? That's what you take home. That's pre tax, right? Right. All right. So then you get taxed on top of it, and and maybe even if you're at a low tax rate, you know, you're 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 struggling at that amount of money. Now you said you had a daughter. Do you have how many dependent oh, I kids? Have, do you I have? have a son and a daughter. I'm married. I have a son and a daughter. So you have the household bills. You have. 
everything else that goes along with it. You know, so you make kids. forty-one grand a year. What does your wife make? She probably makes about eighty-five teaching. Okay, so that that helps a lot. So you know, you're at uh, one hundred and twenty-six grand a year. But I, I'm I'm just guessing. By the time you pay your rent or your mortgage, whatever you yeah. have, by the time you pay your insurance for your house, by the time you pay, uh. You know all the other bills, right. groceries, right. everything in between. You're probably not even breaking even. That's my guess. You, you've got you hit it right on the nail. You hit the nail right on the head. But the thing that irritates me, Biden says they're going to be charging stations every place. I'd rather drive a gas-powered car that I can keep an eye on the you know gas gauge, so no, so I have to pull in to get gas. You're, you're not allowed to drive a gas-powered car in Massachusetts if you work for Uber. No, Uber, Uber, oh, of course you can if I had our own private vehicle, but since I'm leasing or renting through Hertz, they're not renting gas-powered cars anymore. It's either, it's either Tesla or... All right, so why don't you, why don't you get a, a decent used car if you can find one? It's going to be hard right now because prices are inflated, but oh, tell maybe me more, it. maybe put some money aside a year from now, or you just make monthly payments and you lease a car, uh, maybe you lease a used car, and then you have gas and it's yours and then you get to put gas in it and you get maybe to put more hours in and make a little bit more money oh yeah and you're saving money and you don't have to worry about where you're going to get your next charge from because there's still a gas station nearby and okay. and make the transition that way would that work yeah, for you I, 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 oh that'll work for me but again it's just getting everything put on all your ducks in a row making sure you can get the money but like you said used cars i've been looking a car that i was looking at Last year, before the, you know all of this stuff is happening, it was like seventeen thousand for a five uh, four year old uh, Corolla. Now it's up to twenty seven. Yeah, but those prices will come down. Oh, as, I hope so. But yeah, Volvo actually came out with a statement that the chips that had been in short supply now are more readily available. Yeah. Look, I, I don't I don't envy what you're doing. I admire your work ethic. I admire what you're doing. I admire your your you know your commitment. And your the the hard ethics, the work ethics that you have, I just want you to try to find ways. And I'm, I'm always running through ideas with friends all the time. Try and find ways that you can save a little money and make a little more money. And if doing this is a way, a path for you to make more money and make it more convenient for you and your life, then definitely try to do it. And you keep shopping around. You might find the right right car at the right place at the right time maybe hopefully be able to finance it and and pay a low monthly payment lease it um you know i i have found that if you look hard enough you can usually find a deal okay and i wish you a lot of luck and and if i'm in massachusetts i i think i want to hire you um all right ken appreciate it all right quick break we'll come right back we'll continue 800-941-SEAN our number if you want to be a part of the program as we roll along Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.
Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the burner, less lethal pistol launcher, It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off.